0: Welcome to the Disney View Podcast. Dave is a dreamer and an engineer. He's a one-time cast member, and he's been to Disney World literally hundreds of times. Listen in as he talks about one of his favorite things: the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, and occasionally beyond the Orlando theme park. And now, here's your host. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, manténganse alejado del David.
1: Hey everyone, it's Dave. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. Well, on a previous podcast, I've gone through the top 100 things to do at Walt Disney World and that sort of thing. And I wanted to try and do something a little different and maybe do a top 10 list that might be a little bit more compelling and give you a little bit more context about things you can do. And uh, to do that, I brought a guest with me. And you may remember Gary Maselli. He was on with me talking about Doug Live. And uh, he's back to talk about the top 10 things that you should do first when you arrive to the parks. So, Gary, how are you doing today? Good. How are you, David? I am doing great. I'm really excited to talk about this topic. I, anytime I can talk about Disney and give some people some good advice, I'm I'm really excited about it. So, it's all good by me.
2: Yeah, especially newcomers that go to the parks. They don't really know, you know, which shows to go in, and you know, so
1: right. So. And how do I how do I get a Fast Pass, and what do I do, and where do I go, and that sort of thing. So, this is a great opportunity for us to uh, to help some people out, maybe with a little of their uh, planning. So. All right, I'm going to go ahead and start. Um, one of my first things that I that I recommend is uh, to go and do uh, to work on your dining reservations. So you may have not made dining reservations, and it's going to be impossible, as you and I have discussed in the past, to get a dining reservation same day. For the most part, yeah. if you wait later in the day, but. If you See, if you start early in the day with planning and thinking about it, you may get lucky. So there are three suggestions I'd make here. One is to go ahead and call the, um, the Walt Disney World dining line or go online and do it. And there's an option for same-day reservations. And if you do it on the phone, it's much easier because you might get somebody on the phone who can look around and see if there's a reservation available at one of the restaurants that you're interested in. Two is to stop by Guest Relations in whichever park you're going to and whichever uh, dining establishment that might be in and talk to a cast member uh, there. Three, before you do anything else in the park, head over to that uh, dining establishment and see if maybe there's a same-day reservation available. Sometimes you get lucky, and you can get a reservation for the same day. Uh, so if you're interested in doing that, that's one thing you can do very early in the day to kind of get it started.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the restaurants are extremely popular, ex- extremely in, like, in, a, in Hollywood studios mostly. Um, They have a lot of, you know, old style and new style different restaurants and really kind of creative restaurants and be aware that they do fill up extremely fast. Um, uh, Last time when I went there, I went to the restaurant not knowing uh, to make a reservation. They said it's going to be like a 50 to an hour wait. Hmm. Um, Just, you know, as soon as you enter the parks, as soon as you get in, um, as soon as they open, just find out like a little more information about the reservations and um, seeing how you can book um, uh, your lunch and dinner there.
1: Yep, and I'll go ahead and I'll put a link in my show notes to teach you a little bit about reservations and also uh, uh, point you to the dining menus and uh, the ambiance of the restaurants so you can go pick the restaurants that you're interested in. So that may help you out a little bit. All right, so that's, uh, that's the first one off the list. So, Gary, you want to go next?
2: Absolutely. Um, Toy Story Mania is an extremely popular ride, one of the most popular rides there at the Hollywood Studios. Um, if you want to do it, go on it first. Because as the day progresses, you'll see the line gets longer and longer. Some people wait an hour, hour and 25 minutes to go on this ride. But, um, but yeah, as soon as it opens, if you want to do it, just just head in there and do it first. Uh, to get it out of the way.
1: I actually was, uh, was fortunate enough to be there at park opening re- relatively recently. I guess it was over, a little over a year ago. But um, I walked over to um, Toy Story Mid- Midway Mania right away, uh, got a fast pass while I was, while I was walking by. Um, it was for like an hour later or something. Went ahead and jumped in line to jump onto ride on the ride, and it was only like maybe a five minute wait to ro- to ride, which was absolutely astounding to me. rode it once, got off, got back in line. It was like a fifteen minute wait to the next time. Um, rode it a second time, and then by the time I got back around, it was like a thirty five minute wait already. And this was you know this was only like you know a half an hour after the park opened, uh, and I'm standing there and I go, wow, you know it's already a half hour wait. And I'm looking at my fast pass, and I go, "Hey, my fast pass is in like ten minutes. I'll just, you know, go over and you know get a drink or something and come back and ride it now." So there's a good tip to kind of get that quickly. And you, I got to ride it three times within the first hour I was there in the park. It was pretty cool.
2: Yeah, that's uh, even even 35 minutes isn't that bad for that ride because when I went there, the line was about about uh, an hour and a half to two hours, which is, I mean, for that ride, it's it's I'd say it's definitely worth it. But I don't think you want to wait, you know, two hours. You can do a show and do another ride and come back if you definitely get the fast pass and sometimes um if you go in the morning and it says you can get the fast pass but you only can ride it at seven o'clock at night just do that too i mean it's still valid it's still you're going to get a ride no matter what
1: yeah exactly it's like that's a great tip actually um cool so my next one that i wanted to talk about is um about if you have kids with you and you're uh and you need a stroller. Okay, you have a couple of options here, and one requires a little bit of planning. You can bring a stroller with you, of course, from home, or purchase one when you come down from a local establishment, or there's a couple of places around that'll rent you a stroller and deliver it directly to your hotel, whether you're staying on property or not. You can, of course, rent a stroller from uh, Disney. The problem with renting a stroller from Disney is you you only have it in the park. You don't have it when you leave the park, so you can't have it on the monorail, you can't have it on the bus, whatever, wherever you're going, Um, and you... um, if you go the same day and actually rent the stroller while you're walking into the park, you've got to pay for it and then wait in line and get it. And it actually takes a little time. It can take 15 to 20 minutes to get it, which can cut into your time if you're trying to get in to see something in the park. So one thing you can do if you decide you want to, um, if you decide you want to rent the stroller from Disney is prepay. And they allow you to prepay for the strollers or to go ahead and uh, order for the length of stay that you're going to be there and you save a little bit of money if you uh, order for the length of stay. And if you prepaid it that way, all you have to do is walk up to the stroller rental place and just hand them the receipt, and you can go on and get your stroller and be on your way. So, you know, a couple of options here, rent a, uh, bring a stroller with you from home, rent a stroller, um, rent the stroller from the park, but prepay it. Or another option I'd throw at you is go ahead and take your chances a little bit and just head into the park and see a couple of things early, and then come back and get a stroller rental. It does happen that they run out of strollers, but um, if you're really looking to, uh, to get a stroller, you might want to just wait a little bit and come back. Some people come into the parks early. They're there at park opening. They go off. They do stuff. Um, then they come back. They drop off the stroller. They go back to the hotel for a couple of hours, and then they come back. If there's a stroller available, you can get it.
2: Or you can always leave your kids at home.
1: That's always an option, too, and I've done that a few times. It's, uh,
2: <laughs>
1: it works out okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, another thing about um, strollers and stuff like that, the wheelchairs. Um, if, if you rent a wheelchair for, like, your grandma or your mom or something or someone that's really tired and needs, like, like can't walk anymore after the long day, especially, like, some of the older, the, uh, the older people, um, you can bring a wheelchair anywhere along the Disney property. Doesn't matter. Hotels, parks, anywhere during. Uh, as long as it's Disney-related, you can bring it there. Monorails, anything. As long as it's within the Disney area, you can bring the wheelchair anywhere, no matter where you get it.
1: Oh, and great tip there too, because if you get yeah, if you get the wheelchair like say you your first park is the Animal Kingdom, you get the wheelchair there. You can keep the same wheelchair and just take it around with you everywhere. It's cool.
2: Yeah. <laughs> great tip.
1: All right. So you got another one for us?
2: Absolutely. Um I love the Indiana Jones show, but I also love the Tower of Terror Terror show. And um, if you want to see Tower of Terror and Indiana Jones, my best tip for that is the Tower of Terror. Even though it's the oldest attraction and it's been there forever, it's still one of the most popular attractions there. So if you want to see that and then the Indiana Jones show, go get a fast pass for the Tower of Terror show. Because usually the wait is between 30 and 45 minutes sometimes, maybe even an hour sometimes if it's really busy. But if you want, you go to the Tower of Terror, you get a fast pass. Go to see the Indiana Jones show. Then after the show ends, you go to Tower Terra and your Fast pass—you know it's already up. You can go through the go through the ride if you want.
1: Ah, very good. And uh, a tip for people—that's you know if you're over in the studios, they do post the show times. They're all well known in advance for the Indiana yes. Jones show. It's about every ninety minutes that they run a show, roughly. Um, so you you can you can schedule up when you're going to do it, and then plan your day kind of accordingly so you're over at the Indiana Jones show at the right time. Um, they seat about 30 minutes-ish before the show, so if you check your show times, you'll, you'll be able to, uh, to get in there at the right time and be able to take, grab a seat.
2: And, and even if you go, like, five minutes before it starts, you can always, you can always find a seat at any other Jones. You yeah. can always find a seat at any of the shows. Even, um, oh God, I forgot the name of, um, the, the, the car one with the special effects. Oh,
1: uh, Lights, Cameras, Motorcars? Lights, lights.
2: Camera, motor cars? Lights, Cameras, cars, yeah. You can always find a seat there, um, but, yeah, the most popular attractions you, Probably want to
1: get the fast pass ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, take advantage of the shows to and the show times that they have to kind of fill in uh, between those times that you have your fast passes. Um, one of the things I, uh, I I like to suggest to people, you know, kind of the one of the first things you want to do is, as a family, start thinking about the things that you want to see. What are who are the characters you want to see? What are some of the must do attractions that you want to do? And have a list of those. And if you have that list with you you can kind of be checking them off as you go through the parks, especially if it's, you don't get to Disney World very often. Um, maybe you, it's one of your first times or one of your children's first times. You want to make sure that you catch some of the things that you want to see. Uh, you know, if you're going to be there for a few days, let's say you're going to be there for three days and you're going to do the Magic Kingdom twice and the studios once, well, you know you want to see Toy Story Midway Mania, and in the, in the Magic Kingdom there's you know, a number of rides and attractions that you want to see. Because you're going to be there two days, you might have a little opportunity to have a little leeway. But make a note of which ones you want. And then the first day you go through the park, kind of take a look at what they look like and you know, kind of get a feel for where they are relative to each other and try not to double back across the park when you're planning it. And uh, it's, you know, it's a good tip to kind of help get you going and get you going so you can see everything that you want. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so what else do you have?
2: Um, if you go in with family, and if they love to sing, and if they want to do the American Idol attraction, be aware that it pretty much is an all-day type of thing. You go there, you sing, you auditioned a couple times, you there sing for like the producers and stuff, and you get the practice and you get to sing on stage. Be aware, be aware that it's an all-day type of thing. Um, you'll have very little downtime, if anything. If anything, maybe you'll have maybe three or four hours, but still, that's you know enough to ride Toy Story Mania and uh, see the Indiana Jones show and maybe like. Dinner or something like that, and that's really it. Just make sure if you if you want to do the American Idol, be aware that it really is an all day type of type of attraction. If you want to do it,
1: very good. Yeah, because that's uh, that's one that, that can be a lot of fun. And uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna spend the time and the and the effort, then make sure that you plan for it. Um, that you're not yeah. not trying to squeeze too much in. Otherwise, um, something I like to suggest to people: if you have a um, a character that you like to see, or You just like to find unusual characters for greetings, because sometimes Disney has those out. One thing you should do is, early in the day, stop by Guest Relations and start talking to a cast member there about where your favorite character might be. Sometimes you'd be surprised at some of the characters that come out and where they come out. It's sometimes a little surprising. It's in an unusual spot that you don't expect. And sometimes it's in a different spot than it was the last time you were there. So you might want to just ask, hey, where is Donald Duck coming out today and at what times? And if you're looking for unusual characters, don't be afraid to ask. And you can ask for them by name, or you can ask for, "Hey, are there any unusual characters? You know, none of the none of the the, the Fab Five uh, coming out that I could see, and where would I see those?" And it's a great opportunity to um, to find some of these characters and make sure that you get there at the right time. Some of them only come out for short times during the day. Some of them will only be out like in the morning between opening time and the time of the uh, uh, the around lunchtime or so. Um, so they'll, uh, they'll only be out there for a short time and you have a great opportunity to see them if you want to. So do stop by, uh, guest relations and ask that question. Yeah, definitely. All right. So, uh, that, I think that we've gone through seven already. I'm pretty impressed with us.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> pretty good. That's pretty good. So Gary, what else do you have?
2: Um, A lot of people don't know this, especially if their first time goes to Disney. Um, Especially like Hollywood Studios and Epcot, all the stores, to be honest, pretty much sell exactly the same thing. Um, If you want to get Mickey ears, Hollywood Studios, everywhere you you can get Mickey ears, no matter what. But if you want like specific Mickey ears by Pizza Planet, they have like um, Hollywood Hotel Mickey ears and. Cinderella, Mickey ears, and so on and so forth. But they do. If you want to get Mickey ears, I mean, everywhere they have it, no matter where. Epcot, you know, Animal Kingdom, you know, they still have it. But pretty much all the stores are exactly the same from each other. They all pretty much sell the same thing: t-shirts, sweatshirts, um, no matter what they. They all pretty much are the same.
1: That's a great point, and I will tell you too that when you're in the uh, when you're in one park. So let's say you're in the Studios and you saw the ears that you were looking for that were the Tower of Terror ears and you wanted to get those and you forgot or it was too busy or whatever, you can go to one of the other locations and ask if they have them. Sometimes they either have them in the back in, in a stock, and other times they can get them for you. Uh, they can go over to the other park location and get them for you. Um, that's something cast members have a little leeway to do within the same, uh, within the same park. So it never hurts to ask if you're, if you're interested in that. But as you say, most merchandise you can find anywhere. Yeah. And, and I know speaking from personal experience, having worked in the Emporium, one of the coolest things, this, this, I love doing this, you'd be in the Emporium, it'd be the end of the night, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning, somebody would come in and go, gosh, I was back at uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean and I wanted to buy the pirate hat and I forgot. And you go, you know what, I'll help you out. And you just go in the back and you make a phone call and you say, hey, I need a pirate hat and you go meet somebody somewhere, you do the store exchange and you come back and you've made that guest stay because you got them that pirate hat at 2 o'clock in the morning. And, it's and just, you got that pirate hat. And it's an amazing thing. The guest, the guest yeah. experience is just so great at that moment in time. You know, because here it is. They're going home. They're heading on the plane at 8 o'clock in the morning. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. They want that pirate hat. And you just made their day. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an incredible feeling as a cast member. And as a guest, it just feels so good that they came through for you. So uh, Yeah,
2: absolutely. All the Disney people are really generous. Even if you want, like, a specific sweatshirt or something, you can always ask for it. You know, they might help you out.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. It never hurts to ask. And I guess that's the overriding theme in this one is it never hurts to ask. You know, just just ask a cast member for a little bit of guidance or help, and they will definitely help you. Yeah. Um, one thing that I, I like to uh, that I like to recommend to people. You know, your first time visitor at a park, you're, it's your first it's your first time coming in. The park flow goes very specifically. So in the Magic Kingdom, most people will come in, walk down Main Street, head over to Tomorrowland, and then work their way around uh, toward, uh, uh, toward Adventureland. So what I do when I go into the parks is I actually come in the park and I go to Adventureland first. I cross the bridge, head over to Adventureland. Usually the first attraction I hit is the Pirates of the Caribbean. Then I'll come back to the Jungle Cruise and because it's only a few steps away. And then work my way around going the other way around the park from where the way most people go. And then the same thing when I go to Epcot Center, uh, most people, for whatever reason, they come in and uh, they think to go to Mexico first. And I'm not sure why, but I go to uh, I go to Canada first and head over the other direction and just go around the park the opposite way. And I have a little bit less crowd as I'm going through the park. It's it's kind of a clever way to approach the park. Now, Animal so, Kingdom, I'm yeah. sorry, uh, Animal is a little harder because it because the way it, it feels, the way it flows out. Um, now, you want to try and if you're going to be going there, you want to try and get your Expedition Everest or Kilimanjaro Safari Fastpass pretty quickly. But otherwise, you want to head over toward like Dinoland and work your way around that way because most people are going back toward Kilimanjaro Safari and Expedition Everest and working their way around the park that way. Um, and then the studios, you want to you head over, um, just take that first left off of the street other than Toy Story Midway Mania. Um, you want to take that first left off of the street and go back toward the Indiana Jones area that way um, first early in the day if you want to avoid the crowds and see as much as you can.
2: Absolutely, Um, you know, you know, you know. That's a great tip to give people because, um, because you know, when you're first time to go to Disney, you don't, especially, especially like really, really newcomers, you don't really know where you're going to go, and you think, oh, I'm going to follow the crowd, but you know, if you go the opposite way, you're pretty much going to kill a lot of attractions before they do.
1: Exactly, and it's a great opportunity to get you know make the most of it and uh, and get a lot, uh, see a lot that way. Um, Absolutely. And if you guys ever – if you ever have an interest in going to um, the touringplans.com website, um, Len and his and his crew do a really good job of kind of laying out some very basic plans for you. And they suggest similar types of things um, so that you're kind of maximizing your time and your effort in the in the park. So just, you know, there's a little bit of science to back that up is what I'm getting at. Cool. So that takes us through nine. And I guess that leaves it to you, Gary, to do number ten.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, hmm. Uh, what can I say? Oh uh, yeah, I, I own. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's hard to pick you know just one when you have. Something. Yeah,
1: I know, I know. I you know I had about fifteen on my list myself. So. Uh. <laughs> um.
2: The the one thing I could say is the great movie writer at, at over at Hollywood Studios doesn't fill up that much. You could probably you could probably wait online, and it's probably like the most wait I've ever waiting for. That ride was maybe twenty minutes, and even that wasn't really bad because so it goes really fast, and they have you know this giant movie screen screen where you watch different movie clips. Um, if you wanted, if you want to do that ride, do that probably last. Mm-hmm. That doesn't have the mo- that doesn't have um, the most line, and um, and also be aware that rides do change because um, especially for the Backlot Tour, I went to the Backlot Tour in two thousand, which was wow, it's thirteen years ago. I'm mm-hmm. so old. <laughs> um and back then you know they showed all the you know fake buildings and the fake you know houses of Gilmore Girls or Golden Girls or whatever they showed all these things. Be aware that it does change. Now it's a lot less shorter of a ride. Mm-hmm. And um and even like the Indiana the Indiana Jones shows. Sometimes um a part of the show closes down. Like sometimes they won't have the boulder for one scene or the boulder for one day. But um. But definitely I'd say plan your day ahead of time yeah. because no, because if you don't know what you're going to go on, you can end up waiting hours. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. just have a plan in mind. You know, when you go into the parks, just sort of have a plan. You know, you, you, want, yeah. to, you want to attack the park in a smart way um, and you want to make sure that you, you maximize your time in the park. You want to have fun. Above all, it's about having fun. You don't want to stress about, oh, man, I didn't get to see or I didn't do or I felt like I waited in line too long or whatever. You want to try and get to every as much as you can. So you know, think about it. Do a little planning and look. You know, look at the park maps and kind of plan out. Hey, if I go here, 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 I can avoid going. You know, crossing back across the park, and I can avoid the crowds here and whatever. Um, so you can really help yourself out a little bit.
2: Yeah, especially. I I definitely say the number one tip I can give is do your research. Mm-hmm. Um, get get some maps, get some maps online, look at it, see what you're gonna do. If you want a specific order, do a specific order of what you're gonna write. Um, fast passes always are the best thing to get, especially, obviously, for the more popular attractions, like the Toy Story, Midway Mania, and, like, the Tower of Terror. Yep. And, um, especially if you go into Magic Kingdom, some of those rides, I mean, uh, the last time I went there to Magic Kingdom, I had to wait for, um, uh, ah, I forgot the name of the ride. It was, um, the Haunted Mansion. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. Yeah. I had to wait for the haunted mansion ride maybe a half an hour. Okay. And I, and I knew people waiting there, and um, and sometimes you know that that ride really fills up because that's one of the most popular rides there. Yes. Sometimes the wait, sometimes the wait is like an hour and a half. So you definitely want to get your fast passes. Absolutely. Um, even, even if you think you'll have time, just get your fast passes. You know, just in case.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know the the great part about fast passes, and you know, sort of a digression here, just for a moment about fast passes. You put your park ticket in. You put your park ticket into the machine, whichever machine you're interested in for the attraction that you want to go on. It'll spit back a um, a ticket for you, and that ticket will give you a return time. and It's a one hour window you can come back during, and um, you can come back any time during that one hour. They do enforce the end time now, but uh, the objective is you can you can use that, and you also within a half an hour of the time that that attraction is going to have the fast passes you use the fast pass, you can get another fast pass. So uh, you can go to another attraction within that half hour and go get the next one. So you can kind of be plotting up your strategy for the day, right? So you're at one attraction, yeah. you know, and you're, you're going to go on it shortly, but go ahead and get your next fast pass before you go on it. So that way you're kind of ready.
2: Yeah, and the good thing is it doesn't say, you know, come specifically at 1 o'clock. It says you can come between 1 and one thirty, and right. you can still get in.
1: right. And that and that's huge because that really does save you a lot of effort while you're going around, and you can spend the time and go into, uh, you know, go and do some other things while you while you come back in that half hour window, um, or that hour window. I'm not sure if they closed it down. I think they moved it tighter, but in any case, whatever the window is, it's a period of time when you can come back. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's really helpful to kind of keep in mind that a lot of attractions have fast passes. Not all of them really need fast passes. A lot of them you can yeah. just go on anyway. Um, so do a little homework, you know, about the attractions you want to go on and see if fast pass is worthwhile. Um, so you know, like Epcot has Sorin, and Sorin is probably the number one fast pass attraction, um, at least in Epcot, maybe in the whole parks and the wait time for that can be over two hours, so you definitely want to have a fast pass if you can get it uh, yeah
2: especially especially for the more like I said, the more popular attractions like people. Like especially when I first went to Disney, when I first went to Disney, you don't realize how much the wait is going to be until you actually get in there. In there and and go, hey, I'm going to go to Indiana Jones first, and I'm going to shoot to the Saratoga. You know, you know, you don't think that the line is going to be that long when it actually is. You know, it's going to be probably like forty five minutes to go on some of those rides.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's the thing. You know, you you don't you have to kind of think about that and and kind of plot your strategy just a little bit so that you have a plan for you know how you're going to deal with uh, with the crowds that are there. Um, you know, FastPass is a really helpful tool that you've got. You want to try and, you know, you want to try and maximize your time and, you know, use it wisely. Uh, you know, it's, it's a, uh, it's a paper ticket that you're going to have that you're going to come back with, at least for now. I guess that's changing over time, but, you know, make sure you hold that piece of paper. And one other tip I'll give you about FastPass is if, say, you wanted a fast pass for Space Mountain. Now, we have a family of five and, um, only three of us ride, uh, ride roller coasters. So what we'll do sometimes, we'll get, go ahead and get five fast passes so the three people can ride it, and then two more can ride it again. Um, you know, and it kind of works out. You know, works out kind of fun because you can ride it twice in succession. So it's kind of cool. Um, since my my older son and I don't ride uh, uh, roller coasters, it works out really well for the rest of the family. <laughs> they get a yeah. nice benefit.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. And, um, and and also I want to say, um, be aware that like even like the the stage shows, like the Beauty and the Beast and um, the Little Mermaid, those shows are not actually full length hour and a half shows. Those are maybe. 30 minutes at best. Yep. So, um, if you do want to go, maybe get there 15 minutes ahead, they really don't fill up like to the point where you're going to have this in the back. Um, especially if you're like one or two people, you can always maybe find a seat in the front. Um, because a lot of families, you know, they don't want to spread out. They want to stick together. Maybe like you'll have two seats in the front or one seat in the back or something, but, um, those shows are extremely well done. And the sets you'll be blown away by and, um, and all the actors and actresses are fantastic But realize that they aren't the movie version They are a shorter you know, version of the, the movie version They're not the hour and a half, the two hours They're more like 27 to 30 minutes And a lot of people don't know that
1: Yeah, it's like the Cliff's Notes version of it in a way um, yeah. They give you a nice flavor for the show And there's a lot of high energy going on in most of these shows um, yeah. And it's a great opportunity to see something and, and really enjoy it
2: and know that those shows are all day. Like, I think The Little Mermaid, um, the last showing, I believe, is at 9?
1: Yeah, something like that.
2: Yeah, 9, 9.30, something like that. And the park closes at 10. But if you definitely want to see The Little Mermaid, and um, definitely go at 9.30 because chances are a lot of people are going to still be waiting on Toy Story of doing this or doing that. So that would be a perfect time to go see any one of those shows.
1: And, uh, oh, yeah, that reminds me. A lot of these shows, um, you know, because it's a, it's a timed show, uh, they have a um, they'll have a standby entrance, so you get the you can either you can either wait in line, get the fast pass, or you can just go right up at standby time. And it's kind of cool actually, because a lot of times when you're walking by, you'll just see the show's coming up in five minutes, and you go, "Hey, there's nobody in line. I'm going." And uh, it works out kind of well. You can kind of just sneak in quickly. Um, you know, if you're just if you're just kind of planning and you just walk by, it it works out pretty well.
2: So yeah, absolutely. So definitely do your research. Um, Have a plan. I'd say definitely have a plan. Have a map. Have a map, especially. It doesn't matter if you look like a tourist. Just have a map, you know.
1: (laughs) It definitely does not matter if you look like a tourist. Trust me, everyone looks like a tourist. Everyone Um, does. (laughs) That's that's the thing. It's the the sea of ponchos, as I like to call it.
2: (laughs) Mickey Mouse T-shirts asking, where's the McDonald's, you know.
1: Exactly. Oh, my God. You just reminded me of some of the fun questions I used to get at uh, at the Emporium. It was so much fun. And just to play with people when they'd ask questions like that.
2: <laughs> That's so funny.
1: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, where's the McDonald's? Oh, I think it's back in Wisconsin. You know. <laughs> yeah.
2: Where's Burger King? Um, not here.
1: No, I don't think it's here. Let me look around. Let me look at the map. Let me see your map. No, no, it's not here.
2: And it's not in Italy either. It's not in <laughs> America and not in any one of those countries.
1: <laughs> Good stuff. Well, Gary, as always, it's a pleasure. Thank you for coming on I was and talking sure, about you. the top ten.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: It was a lot of fun. Um, so remember, folks, if we can dream it, we really can do it. Bye now.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Disney View Podcast. Show notes can be found on net. Looking to do some travel planning? Want to find an authorized Disney vacation planner? You should visit Destinations in Florida. Original music you hear in this podcast is courtesy of Sound On Music. You can find his music at ReverbNation.com slash Our thanks also go to Doug for his continued contributions to the show. You can find links to other great Disney podcasts, as well as the latest Twitter feed and the Disney buzz on disneypodcast.net. And don't forget to check out Dave's iPhone apps. There's a Hidden Mickeys app for finding and sharing Hidden Mickeys at all of the Disney parks around the world. There's also an app designed especially for pin traders. You can keep track of all your pins and your wish lists Please be generous with your time or a donation to Autism Speaks. We do hope that you've enjoyed your visit and that you drive home safely. Show number 127.